It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Uh, hey! Hello! Hey, happy hump day, everybody. We're hey. halfway home. We are halfway home. Tyvis is in the building, and we're glad because later in the program, hey, hey, hey. he's going to show us what busted coverage looks like. Wow. We all know now. <laughs> wow. Listen, <laughs> hold on. Before we, before, let me clear the air because everybody's been tweeting at me. They've been coming at me. You on said you were 1,000% sit it was cleaned is, up. What I said was this. Pull <laughs> the tape, Mikey. Pull the tape. Beautiful what bean I, footage. What I said was the secondary, meaning corners and safeties, was going to be on the same page. That did happen. This I, this see, busted I think, one was. I think that's revisionist history. This what busted one was, was linebackers. The, the lack of communication in the busted coverage <laughs> was going to be. Oh, what you look at that? Yeah. That put these on for G today. Hey man, that's, hey, you say Steve, stop, stop, stop co-signing that. He here. I just had them on. These ain't these ain't nothing. These is these is lightweight. These light. This just something. I'm just these is these is what my version of my Walmart walkers are. You know, I'm just in the store. This is Walmart. Yeah, hold on, hold on. You couldn't even. See, see, he be getting the bad angles on my joints. There we go. That's light. He get, he get, he 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 known to get What'd tired. What you drop for those? Raging bull. What, what, what are we talking about for those right there? Oh no, this is that's your speed, huh? Yeah, that's like that's like one thirty. You five. can get behind them. Yeah. How about you? What'd you drop for those? Oh, these two two seventy five, two twenty five, something mm. like that. If, if, if you bull. win, you got the better deal. At, but please, you but, these, but those I love them. They're nice. Raging but bull those, fives, the man. raging bulls. If you tried to get no, that's not for you. It's not. For you. It's only you should get a pair of raging bulls. Hey, that that does fit him, doesn't it? We I, should look into it. The bigger Brooks, you, baby Brooks. You know what? Santa uh, Christmas, Christmas editions. I'm coming here with some. Uh, I know. I love the Brooks. You got to promote. Y'all gonna be I, at my nephew's bar mitzvah this weekend. That's why today's my last day. I'm I'm not even wearing shoes. Like he's supposed to be wearing. I'm wearing a sports coat and a tie and all yeah. that nonsense. Uh, but I'm wearing. I bought a pair of black Brooks. That kind of look shoe-ish, <laughs> but they're sneakers. Can you give I me think I've one, seen those. for your final take? Yeah. I need you to give us and educate the brothers in yeah. the world about the etiquette of a bar mitzvah. Can you do I that can for do us? That. I can do that. What do you wear? Like, I actually would like to know that. Actually, the holiday like today is the high holiday, right? No. Oh, uh, yes. Today yeah. is. Yeah. Wait, you don't know that. <laughs> I, knew, I know it. I forgot. <laughs> You're right. I'm fasting today. I'm not good with my. You are. Yeah. You really? Fasted? True story. You're yeah. not supposed to work then, Mikey. Yo, I I don't have that much PTO, but I yeah. can. First of all, I didn't it. know that you were Jewish. Me I don't think that's ever come up. My mom's Jewish. My dad's Christian. I was kind of a mix, but right. my sister says I had to do it this week or this year, so I said this I'll do it. This is fascinating. Under, understand. Did you understand. guys have a Christmas tree? We had a Christmas tree. We did Hanukkah. So you do both. Yeah, I, I'm not very religious. I'm, I've yeah. never done this before in my life. This is just my sister. Typically, said I that's try what it. you find when people um, of a certain faith marry outside of their faith. 
you have to blend. Yeah. You have to, you know, it has to become a, a mix of some sort. I have Jewish friends that have married Christians and they pretty much celebrate everything. Yeah. And their kids love it because they're like, we get 30 holidays. Yeah. <laughs> we, get, uh, we used to get socks for Hanukkah and we get like presents for Christmas. So right. oh, that seems unfair. <laughs> then, you know, so we're trying to sway you to the Christian side. What do you want? You want socks or you want presents? I got like, always the little thing for Hanukkah and then like a, a big, the big thing, thing for, for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. The Jehovah, we have Jehovah Witnesses in our family too. So they don't get nothing. I'm about to say they don't celebrate. They don't nothing. celebrate anything. anything. They don't so, even celebrate birthdays. Yeah, no. Nope. Well, do you, are you up on the Jehovah's Witness and what they? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 like we got it because maybe we'll have a cultural religious exchange one day yes. when both yeah. tells us <laughs> right. about the Jewish faith and then well, yeah. <laughs> and you can tell us about the Jehovah's Witness. Well, I'm I'm a, I'm a Christian and yeah. there's some people in my family that are Jehovah's Witness, but then there are some people that um, are they're like. Um, what we call it. You know how they say we got black Hebrews. They come from like the yeah, uh, black uh, like there's a lot of there's, Wait, what was that term like Tiffany black, Hadish like black like black Hebrews like they believe that oh, black Hebrews. They okay. believe that they're like the uh, the missing tribe of Israel or mm -hmm. something right. now. Um, I, I don't know how accurate that there is. are actually a lot of uh, black Jews in Ethiopia. Yes. Yes. I mean a lot is yeah. I don't know if a lot is the yeah. right word, but they're there's a there is a segment of the population. And I'm respectful of them all. Amen. Shout yeah. out to whatever believe you are. Believe what you believe. Yeah, where, wherever yeah, you, you are. You love you believe to death. Believe, yes. Be nice to people. Yep, that's right. No, but Steve, Steve texted, are, are, am I fasting for Yom Kippur? I am not for fasting. <laughs> but Mikey is. My in-laws are. And then we're going to break the fast with them when <laughs> oh, I get into New Jersey. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I will break the fast. <laughs> that's what breakfast means. Um, yes. I had a buddy. I had a buddy. <laughs> I had a buddy. That was, I ain't doing that. That is too <laughs> I asked him on Yom Kippur, are you fasting? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I haven't had anything since lunch. Yeah, right. I ain't doing that. No, a lot of people do it. No, a lot of people do it. But not me. Okay. But, guys, before we get into our long conversation about the Browns, just we got to mention the Guardians here for a minute. Yes. Because yesterday, well, this last night, we found out for sure they're playing Tampa Bay and not Seattle. I'd rather that. I know earlier we were – more in favor I've of Seattle, and I have changed. I've changed. Part of it is the Rays are playing terrible baseball down they the stretch. Are. They've been bad for a month. Yep. Uh, not that that necessarily means they're going to play bad here. Right. We know the relationship between the managers, but the Rays, some of the Rays' best pitchers have been spotty in September. Right? Shane McClanahan, who was a Cy Young candidate in the beginning of the month, has not pitched well. We might see Corey. I don't know. The only advantage the Rays have over the Guardians is a non-factor in this series. They have a deeper starting rotation. They do. Their fifth star, fourth and fifth starters it. are better, but, but it doesn't matter. It. No, like they, I don't know who the guardian, the Rays are going to start in this series. I know because all the McClanahan's been great. Their other four starters have all been really good. Yeah, I don't know who they're going to use. Jeffrey Springs pitched for them yesterday. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see Kluber. I would think. Kluber oh, will absolutely. Pitch I think we'll absolutely one thousand percent. The question Corey is, will Kluber he start Glassnow? Struggles when he was with the Indians. Glassnow's pitched the best for them down the stretch, but he yeah. just came off the injured list. I don't know how many innings he could pitch. I think I think that Kevin is going to do bullpen games. I don't yeah. think anybody's going to go deeper than the fifth <coughs> inning. Um, unless they're unless they're throwing a shutout right. and they've got a low pitch count. Right. Interesting. They I don't did go some digging deep, yeah. yesterday, yeah. and and this is why I changed my mind on this. The Guardians are four and two against the Rays. And now, granted, they just took two of three in a series where mm. two of the three games went extra innings, and they were all one-run games. That's the most recent body of work we have between the teams. Yeah. But they're one in six this year against Seattle. I know. They just had they've had the Guardians yeah, number. I, that's what I, I know yeah, a lot of those were a long time change. ago. It could change, but no, it wasn't that long ago. Well, the I first mean, it was series like, was the first series was earlier in the year, May. I think. No, I thought they against May, Seattle. I thought, I thought oh, it was Tampa Bay. You talking about? Yes. Right, right, right. Yes. 
I don't know. I, I just I, I Tampa Bay's not good on the road. Their pitchers don't go deep. Their bullpen's good, but not as good as the, the Guardians. And I think their lineup right now stinks. They, I mean, they got um, a Rosarena and um, oh shoot, I can't. Wander Franco's good. Yeah, well, he's yeah. been good lately, but he hasn't had a great season. There's somebody else that hits at the top of the lineup. Choi, Choi's had a terrible year. No, their line. They've had Harold Ramirez hitting cleanup for a lot of the yeah. season. I mean, that guy was DFA'd by the Guardians. I know. So their lineup is not good. And again, it's a short series. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I, I do like their chances, and this is big because there's a lot of obnoxious fans in this town that are that are like don't really like the Guardians. They're more football They're people. They're rooting for them to fail. I find yes, there's just so they can say, "See, they yes. let you down in the playoffs." I, yes, I've what? Heard that there is. So, a, I, don't, I, I don't know about that. No, I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm pretty confrontational with friends that I have that claim to be baseball fans. Yeah. that don't go to games. And so I get pretty in their face if they're not supporting the team and going to the games. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know, a lot of these guys I play baseball with. They're, yeah. they're seam heads. They're not casual oh, fans. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, they are, oh. okay, yeah. And, and I've had a conversation with a number of them that says, why would I go? They're just going to get in the first round or second round and lose Exactly. Anyhow. There's so a they, lot of that. It's like this self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. They, I, you watch. No, no, Twitter no, 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 no. will be that, a miss with people on oh. Sunday See, if they pe- lose the series. People yes. say that. I told you. People, and that's so lame. But it is people lame. say that because... They're prepared for the worst, yeah. but I praying hear for the best. It's yeah. still, so they, they want to, you know, like, in their hearts, they want them to win. It's like they don't want to get excited now. That's exactly win a series. Exactly. It's a protective mechanism. And I exactly. It's like that. the person <laughs> that's been dumped 10 times that refuses to ever fall in love again. Yeah, that's, that's right. What, that's what Guardians fans are. You know, exactly. For a while, the Bengals would go to the playoffs every year with Andy Dalton, and every yeah. year they lose in the first I, round. But every year, I was like, I think they could win this year. Like, I, I, You're I, a fan. You're I, supposed to win. Right. You know, I'm not going to stop watching because they lost. I mean, at one point in time, I think everybody, there was so, such a large part of this this city and community that were strictly Guardians slash Indians fans. Yeah, right? no doubt. I remember, I remember being in high school, like watching the game against the Marlins upstairs, and when they gave up, uh, when they gave up the hit and they lost, I was just like, to me, I was like, it, that hurt more than any of the Brown stuff. We went to school, <laughs> teachers called out sick. Yeah. They was like, I'm not showing up. But that type of energy, it, and I lived in Canton. Right. I wasn't even in Cleveland at the yeah. time. So there was a lot of contingency of people that was diehard, diehard, diehard Indians yep. fans. And so right. now, I don't, I still don't understand why you would like root against them. It is that protective mechanism. That's like what that. it is. Now, I don't That's think exactly it's what rooting it is. against them. They're prepared for the worst, and yeah. they're telling everybody the worst is going right. to happen. That way, they can say, "I told you." That's why I don't right. give my whole heart. Because yeah. I, I was recently no, I, I was recently on a national radio show, and mm. and they wanted me to talk about the Guardians fan base and how in the hell are you guys almost last in the league in attendance? Yeah, you've got the the most upstart, surprising team in right. all of baseball. You would think that this city would embrace it. Nationally, they're looking at us like we're not good fans. So here was what I told them. And they both said, wow, I never knew that. It makes a lot of sense. There's only one, excuse me, two times in the history of Major League Baseball has a team lost Game 7 of the World Series in extra innings. It was the Indians in 97, and it was the Indians in 16. Right. It happened to to this franchise twice. And I think what happens when you get so close to the altar Mm -hmm. and – your companion sprints for the door, you're left with a scarred heart. Hurt, and right. I think that's what our yeah. fan base is. And tack on the eight straight losses, you know, since going up 2-0 on the Yankees in 17, 11 of 13 losses overall since going up 3-1 in the World Series. Right. Tack on the name change and the payroll stuff 
and there's a lot of naysayers. That's why I think it's really important. This is a new team than yeah. those teams. And, and you don't bring history into a playoff series. Right. You, media, you worry about media, that other stuff at the, the end of the year. The media will talk about it, but yeah. this team, this group, yeah. has never played a playoff game That's together. That's right. So they have yeah. no history. That's true. Now, I and mean, by, we've had guys that were on the roster yeah, but not the last many. time they made the playoffs. Just a handful. No. Bieber and Ramirez come to mind. Yeah, that's it. Other than that, I don't know. No, even know Brian who. Shaw's gone. He got DFA'd last week. Yes. So, by the way, last thing, Mikey, before we move on, can you just put up that graphic for Jose? I think we should mention that real quick, the one you had up there. Yeah, Because this is an amazing statistic. I actually didn't know this. I hadn't seen this. Look at this, guys. Jose Ramirez, the first and only player in Cleveland franchise history to achieve all the, all below milestones in the single season. 120 ribbies, 25 homers, 40 doubles, and 20 steals. And the first player to do it since Sean Green, who ironically enough is Jewish, which is what we started the show with uh, in 1999. <laughs> yeah, full circle now. Yeah, full circle in 99. He had, I like uh, you tied the, that up like that. double that knocked in two last night yep. put him over 124 or whatever. Yeah, right. And I had forgotten that Manny Ramirez had a season oh, with oh, 165 RBI. I told you, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, that's more than one a game. <laughs> that's yeah. ridiculous. And it's just insane to think that, that you could have that many runs knocked in by one player. I, I feel Manny Ramirez in his prime was a, a – he, he was a borderline top 10 dude. Oh, all time. He was. I think he was. All he's time. a Hall of Famer like, if he had, all time. If, he had, if, he's, if there's no yeah. hint of steroids – He's he all favor. And by the way, 62 last night for Aaron Judge. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my eyes, you can argue yeah. with me all day long. He is the new home run king. I don't look at season. it that way. I know you don't. I, I don't. don't look at it that way. And I, I think a lot of these writers are being disingenuous because at the time nobody was complaining about it. Right. That are saying it. But it's still a great accomplishment. Well, here's I don't know thing. why people well, are angry that people are talking about it. The it's guys cool that have eclipsed 60 home runs. Yeah. All had steroid pasts. Every one of them. Bonds, McGuire, Sosa. They all have right. steroid passes. That's true. So for me, alleged, I don't know that Aaron alleged. Judge is clean until yeah. I'm presented with some kind of evidence that yeah. says he's not. In my mind, yeah, he is the new single. I, hear, I still game. think they hit the home runs. Mark they hit up. the home runs. Yeah. Mark McGuire alleged it was alleged. Oh, it's all not alleged. No, Mark McGuire was not alleged. <laughs> yeah. Mark McGuire was a cheater. <laughs> listen, listen. All, all right. right, let's dive in. So first of all, Leroy Horde, Robert Smith, true or false? Coming up on today's show, Browns defense versus Chargers offense. That's mm. going to be our big discussion today. Some numbers as we dive off. The Browns defense. Scoring, they're 12th. Rushing, they're 17th. Passing, they're 13th. This is as mediocre as a defense can be. But when you look at the Chargers, this is one of the most uh, odd ranks I've ever seen for an offense. They are number one in passing. Mm -hmm. They are dead last in rushing. <laughs> I mean, you talk about teams trying yeah. to find a balance. This team, there's no balance. We're going to throw it. We're going to throw it from the first quarter to the last gun. We're going to throw it to many yeah. receivers and all over the field. Their scoring offense is 12th. How in the world do you, do you stop a defense that is that pass-happy bull? Well, it, it's, it's obviously tough, but here's the interesting thing. Um, we're going to need the Browns secondary to have a great game and they're capable of it. And I thought they played their best game of the year this past game when the team needed them because the front was terrible, right? The front yeah. played with no guts and no heart and they got, they got manhandled. We talked, but it about was it against Marcus Mariota, right? Sure. And I, they stopped I, passing in the second half. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. But here's it. Can we bring up this stat? Cause this is eye opening. The tweet I asked you guys to, to put up there. Uh, yeah. Give me one second. Okay. So my man, Cleve TA, who's an analytics guru in this town, he has this stat uh, about EPA, which is expected point 
so it's very complicated. I'm not going to go into the details of it, but it's an <laughs> analytic how to break down how good any player is or any defense is. And basically, since the start of last year, the Browns have been elite to borderline, borderline elite to elite as a pass defense in quarters one through three. And they've been hideous in the fourth quarter. This is, this is not new just for this season, which it's obvious we've noticed it this year. Yeah. But this was even last year. Look at that. Against the pass, essentially, the Browns defense was ninth best last year against the pass in in uh, in the first three quarters and 26th in the fourth quarter. This year, 6th in the first three quarters, 27th. Wow. That is a massive difference. EPA is expected point efficiency. So, in other words, the amount of points you – you should score based on where you are on the field and the amount of points the team ends up know, scoring. Do we have any theories as to why? I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> tell why. Tell us why. Uh, it, it's just you guys are baseball gurus. You know, you got a pitcher. He done been through the lineup how many times, right? Right. When you get to the, the third or fourth time, guess what? We done all seen what Batting you had. Batting average against goes right. way up. What? We done seen what you got right now. And guess what? That's the same thing in football. First three quarters, you got half the, half the first quarter scripted. So you get into, okay, well, let's see what we do in the second quarter. You go into halftime, you make your adjustments. Every coach will tell you, when you run gassers, when you run sprints, Tyler's what they do. They even do this. Throw them fourth quarters up. It's four. Four is time. It's money time. It's winning time. Intestinal fortitude. All that good stuff. They didn't see everything the Browns had. You know what the fourth (laughs) quarter is? Fourth quarter is, is is you locked in. Is you able to get past the mental stuff? You're tired. Can you gotcha. still be? Can you still be in your gap? And and your coach now can't coach off tendencies. The tendencies are gone. We don't see what you do now. It's about who can give you something, one or two plays that you didn't know about. It's a it's a it's a knife fight in that fourth quarter. It's a gunfight in the first quarter. It's real intimate. You know what I'm running. I know what you're running. Who can make an adjustment? Who's going to make a play? You, you buy that, Tyvis? That's it. I, literally what I was telling Bull before yeah. we got on the show. I, yeah. said, I said, he was like, well, why is it that they're so good? I was like, well, exactly what G said. In the first three quarters, it's like, it's like all right, for example, the, the Browns is a cover three team. Cover yeah. three, which so sprinkle some one in there, right? First three quarters, boom, they're gonna run, they're gonna run it. Offense gonna run their plays. Halftime, they make their adjustments. They're not gonna come out in the third quarter right away and show you the adjustments. <laughs> Fourth quarter, you still in cover three? Hey, Marcus, yeah, yeah. run. We we done drew it up in the halftime. No. Run this, because they still in cover three. That's how it be. Too. As a DC do at, at D. But do, but do most defensive coordinators, they don't change who they are at Depends on who you got. If I'm Seattle, if I'm, because you know I like to reference the LOB. If I'm the LOB and I got Sherm, Brandon Brown, and Earl and Cam, beat it, beat it. We run in cover three and cover one. You so know it. Good at it. Yeah, yeah, beat it. That's the 49ers this year. Beat it. We, you know exactly what we're in, but you're not gonna beat us. Like it doesn't matter. We got people that's gonna win one-on-one rep. Just when you think that route gonna be open, oh, Nick Bosa's in the backfield yep. for a second. Like that. You yeah. got stuff like that. With this or, you, or you step in front of one for a pick six. Exactly. But when you with this Browns team at this at this very moment, you don't have nobody that's changing games in the fourth quarter like that. Nobody has stepped up and made a big play in the fourth quarter for this team yet. Then on top of that, now you got to go to coaching. Now I have to say, all right, we done ran cover three or cover one this whole game. Now I have to change it up. Now I have to show you. I'm going to show three, but we run in cover two. Nope. I'm going to show three, we run in quarters. So it, when they do run that play that they drew up, he Marcus Mariota is looking like, oh, they look like they in three, and they run the three beater, and now you run in quarters. Boom, it's an interception. How, so, so what do they do to fix that? Well, they're going, they're going, yeah, they're going to have to switch it up in the fourth quarter. Are they capable of doing that? Yeah, but everything. why? Ha- 
if it was a problem last year, clearly, right? And it's maintained the problem this year. So now we're going 21 games of a sample size. I mean, mm-hmm. not that they were necessarily bad in every fourth quarter, but over the, 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 the 21 games, they've basically been terrible in the fourth quarter. Why Why haven't they already done that? Um, that if Cleve T.A. figured out, we've got supposedly <laughs> the best analytics group right? on the planet, I'm told. Ego. He it, can't figure that out? It's ego and awareness. No, because yeah. it's intoxicating to say this. Everybody says it. Guys, we were one or two plays away. <laughs> you take away that fumble. Yeah. You take away that block they hit. Definitely do and that. you take away those busts. We win this game they by 20. I, they definitely do every this. Team, yeah, every team. They, they, almost they, every game. They yeah. definitely go if it of, wasn't for that one guy that got up into the uh, presidential box at the Ford Theater, <laughs> so the, history has changed and Lincoln is, uh, you know, Come on. If JFK didn't have a roof on that day, <laughs> if he was he wasn't in a drop top. Well, this would have, if we had our start well, D line and linebacker. Still there. Yeah, he was. If <laughs> the hurricane didn't hit Fort, just, Fort Myers. Right. Just saying, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what it is. You look at it and be like, this We game, have an F defense. This game right here is a uh, if we had our, we didn't have our defensive line of linebackers. Uh, it seems to be an excuse. Well, we're going to break time. down the play Well, but later, another point that Titus made before we came on, before we break down that specific play. Is there's no leadership down. is what I was is saying. There's a lack of leadership because your, your three veterans, Walker, uh, Miles, and Clowney were all out. But um, I need Ward to be a leader. You miss you miss but, me spaz. But that doesn't help. <laughs> you went off. Oh, Mike, listen. I've been on he this show. Like, he, he was like, he was intimidating Anthony. I didn't been, was I didn't, they were scared? Yeah, I've been on this show. And I've Dial been, into that right now. I, I want to see no, that. I, been, I can't because it's, 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 this is a family show, and I, no, I get explicit. Not. So, this is the thing. <laughs> I've been calm about the coverage, but yeah. because. You convinced me you were yeah, 100% listen, sure but they, it was going to be fixed. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm so calm about it because that's literally a simple conversation. It's literally. Yeah, hey, that hasn't happened yet. Hey, apparently. bro, hand signal, something like that. One thing that I don't tolerate. Is that fourth quarter, them running the ball ten times? Physicality? Right that's, down our throat. That's something that you can't coach. That's that's something that and you can clearly see that the leaders Man. was gone on that team because nobody stood up Man. and we said had dudes anything. Dragged 15 yards I, listen, down field. I don't care if you gotta blow a timeout. You have somebody on that defense has to hey, huddle it up. What is going on, bro? Like this they're running the ball down our throat. Somebody step up and make a play. This is ridiculous. I'm not about to stand out here and get my butt kicked like this. Somebody whoop somebody and make a play. Nobody had that going on and you it was clear. They literally seen a bunch of young guys and there was some inexperienced guys on that defense and they took advantage. That play caller for the Falcons literally took that play shift. She threw it to the side and said, we running the ball because they can't I, stop. I, 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 and there is not a call you can call as a defensive coordinator that can stop that. That is heart, exactly. will, and determination, and I did not see it from the Browns. And if they're going to play like that, we're going 2-15 two and, two and 15 for the see, season. If they had Flat out. Nope. Nobody said it. That's right. And if Joe Woods let them come off the sideline and he didn't say nothing, he should be up out of there too. Fire the whole defense. And that, that, that y'all wanted me to say it. Fire everybody yeah. on the defense because there's no passion. And if you're gonna put, you can't. You from Cleveland? You can't put that type of stuff on there. We don't even do stuff like that. Like this is you got to play with hard eye. Everything that in Cleveland, you get it out the mud. That is a Northeast Ohio thing, and, and, and I don't see it. Like, I, like they don't fit the mold of a Cleveland team right now, and it, and it really upsets me. And I'm sorry that I'm going off on this rant, but it needs to be said. Well, said. my fault. Clip. Sign go this guy. Go, yeah. go ahead. Sign this guy. Go ahead. Cut that. I'm going to be streaming those players. That'll be on Twitter at 1.15 as soon as yeah. we wrap up. All right. Up. Well, he's right. got to look. He's got to wipe his brow look, after that one. And I, want, oh, and I want to ask y'all this. And I want to ask you this too, man. I, I see a common denominator here. Like, when I go back and watch these press conferences, right, 
The Cleveland Browns have always had coaches. And if you rewind the tape, I can give you a name and they all sound the same. You Jackson. Well, I, we got to figure out a way to win and I'm gonna go look at the tape. Mike Petton. Well, we're, we're, we're out there battling. We're out there battling. Pat Sherman. Well, Kevin Stefanski's even saying the same thing. Now. Freddie Ke- Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. We don't same, coach penalties. Same stuff. I don't know what that means. Romeo but... Cornell. Rob Chazinski. All these. Stop. I'm getting PTSD. All, you want to keep going? Listen, <laughs> I can even go. I can go e- e- even go back to to uh, what's the dude? The first guy who was the uh, the uh, expansion team coach was it Palmer oh, from from my, my no, Chris, no from Miami? Uh, um, Chris. Uh, Chris. Chris. Is Chris? Oh we I, we've all forgotten his name. <laughs> but, but, how about that? We forgot. And and, and if you look I at the man Palmer Gini too, was a hard Palmer. ass and he didn't do it. No, 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 no. Man Gini sat up there and was the worst. Well, guys, I, I, I find people for water bottles and I don't know if I have any talent because I just, you know, got our guys are in the positions. When are you gonna get somebody? I need me somebody that's gonna be like this. And this is it. It what is where the rubber meet the road. My coaches and the coaches I grew up with, Todd McDaniels, all these guys, right? And, you know, they'll say, look, you miss an assignment. You might not never play no more. And this is in practice or scrimmages. It ain't like you can bust and then come back and say, we got to just do, do it. We'll get it done next time. Then you come back the next week and bust and do it. Well, at the end of the day, Chris when is, Palmer. When, when, Chris Palmer. Chris Palmer. When is he going to say to them, hey, I might need to put some of these backups in because my guys ain't doing what I need to do. To prove a point. Here's what gets scary. We're going to break down the play. We've got our our human easel coming out onto the set. (laughs) Earl is going to hold the chalkboard. It's the big one. The the whiteboard. Oh, you need the big one. That's what. That's what. That's what Mike told me. You, you, it don't you matter. can use the the second biggest one. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, we before we before we start that, um, I went and looked. So as you know, the defense is broken up into nine quadrants when it comes to the passing game, mm-hmm. in terms of stats. I wanted to see where, like, when you're trying to figure out how you're going to attack this guy. So where's his weakness? We want to force him to do what? He registers hot in all nine of the quadrants. <laughs> We're on fire. Like, that's like that's like you know in baseball they break the the, right, the, sure. the strike zone right. down yeah. into nine quadrants, and then you know the blues are the cold zones, yeah, the yeah. reds are the hot zones. I looked at his chart and everything was fire. He that's just true. he throws the ball deep, outside the hashes, down the middle, in the middle of the defense. He's hot, 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 and and a short hot, 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 and he spreads it around to. Every pass catcher on the roster will catch right. a ball on Sunday. Well, that's why that's what if he the does. Browns are going to win. It's going to have to be a high-scoring game, yeah. uh, somewhat. Last year they and, lost And they're going to have to run clock with the running game. And as I said yesterday, the Chargers' run defense is hideous. All of that being said, yeah. somehow the Chargers' scoring offense is only 12. They're only averaging 23 points a game. I know that he's. He they had, had a terrible game against Jacksonville. They had a bad they game score. against Jacksonville. He was hurt. Yeah. So Herbert was hurt. So. Yeah. And we'll they did, see. and they have played the Chiefs on the road and some other teams. Yeah. They played a decent schedule. I, I just hope they can keep them to twenty. If they keep them to twenty-three Sunday, I think the Browns can win the game. All right, Tavis, break it down. What play? Now this is the forty-three-yard uh, busted yeah. coverage in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And this, Tavis, tell the folks how we know that the, this was called correctly or coached correctly. Because of a play earlier with, where JOK got the same play right, right? Mm-hmm. Hold on, give me, give me two mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So, the, the, what you got is you got play action. And it was literally just a two-man route. All right? 
All right, so this right here, everybody, they're in cover three. So the communication that should have took place that I know for a fact didn't take place is that when you're in a, as this, as this reduced formation comes, the two people that see it first is the corner. So what they should do is they should alert these two linebackers. The wheel and the mic will be the hook players. This is a buzz player. That's a buzz player. The wheel and the mic is your hook players. So what he should tell him is oh, oh, no. can, you, can you go back and explain to them what a buzz player is? A buzz player is the guy who's got his responsibility is eight to ten yards to and through the numbers. If the quarterback's looking his way, he go he's pushes through the numbers. So he's buzzing out here. This guy's buzzing out here. Basically, they are they have anything that's in the flats. Gotcha. These two is hook players. Gotcha. So on this play right here, this this corner, this the communication. This is that advanced communication right here. You would say. If I'm playing off, teams run reduced formations to get the corners to play off because we press a lot. So if in a reduce, you can't you can't press a reduced split. So this corner should have told the Mike, "Hey, reduce split, alert the over route." So that that means that if he runs this deep over route, he'll know to pick it up. This corner can drop it. He should have told his wheel, "Hey, reduce split, alert the over route." Same thing on that side. So when this when this happened, they ran they ran play action. So these linebackers respectfully had to re, had to come up for the mm -hmm. run, right? So after they read, once they realized that it was passed, they do what we call a O drop because they have to they go you go run like oh and you go oh shh and you got to run and get back to your zone. Jok completely was all the way down here and he yeah. so he ain't got nothing to do with this play right here was supposed to be on him. The reason that this guy didn't make the play is what DeQuell keeps telling us. It's like mm. these guys don't pay attention to zone. They're not matching their routes in zone. So he gets back, which his responsibility is 10 to 12 yards, one, side, one yard outside the hash. He does that, but the problem is he never takes his eyes off the quarterback. He should have ran and looked yep, right. for his route. And that was Jacob Phillips. Yeah, right? it was Jacob Phillips. If yeah. he would have ran and looked for this route, he would have ran right up under He was just lost it. But on he the literally, yeah. he ran up like this and, and started backpedaling and never looked to see this route coming behind. But like I say, if he start with some pre-snap some pre communications, this corner could have alerted him. We were aware for the over route. I think Jacob Phillips would have been like, as I'm like, oh, shoot. I would look and see where if this route, if this over is coming. So that there was a happen. lot of space there, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. He literally got all the way but over he, here. But he literally, now, it, he was right here. He passed it. By the time he took off, he had just been standing there for a while. Like, he was looking at the quarterback, but like, JOK was actually going at like he thought it was a run and he was going. Yeah, he was he was out of it. Where Jacob Phillips was just kind of standing there yeah. for a while. I don't know what he was doing. Well, well, now, uh, now another way you could correct it real yeah. quick is the advanced settings, and I don't want to take too much time because I know we got Leroy. Is that and you, if this becomes a problem where your linebackers can't handle it, you can always pass it to this. So instead of him going to the post to double, he can cut it and he can go double the buffalo. He can double the post with him. So now you got two corners on this post. And you got a free safety coming down and cut that. That's another way you could do it because this is an over route. So you would alert the over, boom, and, boom, you drop it and you go to the post. And Tyvis, you as you know, that's advanced though. You, as you know, these these deep over routes is so prevalent. This is the today. these this is, is the it, cover three beater. That's, th that's it for a cover three team. You you're literally getting that. Well, yep. you're getting that because this these these linebackers get so locked in on the run that this goes right over. They're literally the only people that can Titus, make the play. Were they locked in on the run so much because this, that's what this the was Falcons in the, had this done. was the fourth quarter. They've been running the ball. And so they, all game. Basically, they cheated. They right. snuck up too, too far. Yep. And that's how you can beat a team with the pass after you've established the Browns the do it all the time.
And and just and, and Dequell has been talking about that. And, and, re and really quickly, De De listen, this guy has to have route recognition and knowing that if he he called it out, he yeah. already said look for the over. Well, now, he, I was saying he didn't call. No, it. I, I know for a fact. Yeah. That well, if, if he didn't, he has to know that this is the route he's going to get, and he needs but to he meet it at the junction. Unlike JOK, if you watch the video, he didn't even like go towards the line of scrimmage, or maybe like a step. He might. Like, he was just kind of staying there doing nothing, like he was lost. And I know that Jacob this was, Phillips. I know that they, at first I was like, well, maybe Joe Woods ain't teaching them correctly because they do teach 99-9, which is all quarterback driven, which he definitely failed. But at some point, you got to be a football player. So is the biggest breakdown, Ty, on this communication or execution? This is execution because I if I showed you that when I, if you go back and look at Chuck, JOK, they ran this same concept earlier and JOK did a great job of picking it up. So I know they know what they're supposed to do. I think that I don't know what he was doing. Like he literally just got locked in here and he didn't recognize the route. When, when you, you at some point you gotta you gotta turn around and see where what's behind you. And right? Herbert's gotta be salivating over this. Oh, probably. Right? But that's why I said we to answer our question, we gotta run man probably seventy snaps because we can't we can't. Our guys will be exhausted. We're, we're we're not good at zone. Thanks, but the Browns right. have the corners <laughs> that they should be able to do it in theory. Yeah, but it's a hard ass asking yeah. somebody to play man it's seventy exhausting. snaps. Yeah, yeah I mean, especially in a exhausting. seven on seven well, game. Let's go. Suck it up. Come but on. They ain't got no, they don't have a choice because we can't handle zone. Especially when they're going to throw the ball 40 times. And, and you right. see, and you see why I always tell people defensive tackles are a defensive line is important because yeah. if you can stop the run and get after the quarterback with the front four, your Mike backers don't have to be all up in the yeah, line and, of scrimmage. And then on that particular play right there that I just drew up, if you go back and watch it, our DN kind of blew it because he goes inside and Mariota's like, oh, yeah, I'm, he goes outside, has all the time in the world to throw the ball. If your DN keeps contained and keeps Mariota in the pocket, somebody might win and make a sack. But Leroy, what do you make of all this? <laughs> Leroy Hoard joining us on um, the Cleveland Sports Show. Here, here's the simple explanation to all that. This Browns team is built on a couple of things. Running the football, getting after the quarterback. When you don't get after the quarterback, you expose yourself to exactly what Tyvis just showed you on that board. Now, for the most part, the rush and creative ways they put pressure on the quarterback has always taken that time and shrunk it to the point where he don't have time to watch that guy go all the way across the field. And now you asking a quarterback to make an anticipated throw in hopes that his guy mm -hmm. is going to be in the right spot. So with all those things going on on the football field, the thing that Tyvis didn't mention was that route takes about five seconds to run. <laughs> Facts. And I don't care what coverage you in. If you let any type of talent run in your secondary for five seconds, you're going to get beat. So we tend to look at the results without looking at the actual facts of what's going on or what has been happening. For example, let's just look at this. Isn't it amazing that the other team swallows their ego to run the football? Yeah. And the Browns, who have the second best run in the league, still trying to throw it? Yep, we talked Look, about this. Here's what makes Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt so great. You can draw all the circles and X's and squares you want. Okay? 
You can put Middle, you can put Sam, you can put Will, you can line them up. Show them how to defend the play. But what they gonna do when Nick Chubb is in front of them? Nothing. Because one of the reasons why this guy is who he is, is just because you there don't mean you can do nothing. So why are the coaches taking that aspect of the running game out of the uh, out of the, the the scenario? It's a great question. You, you see, here's and when the season started, you guys asked me what did I expect. I say I expect a bunch of slugfests. I expect a lot of running of the football, and I expect that teams, in order to stop the Cleveland Browns, are going to have to commit so many guys to the run that it's going to create space and room for Jacoby Brissett to throw the ball. I haven't seen that. And you can't tell me that the Cleveland Browns have not been successful running the ball. You got one back to average 4.3 and another back average 5.7. You know what that means? Two carries, we got a first down. Why are we throwing it? Even in my Michigan math, I know 5.7 plus 5.7 equal a first down. To your point, Leroy, to your point. Swallow swallow your damn ego. Mm. Win the football game. Who cares if it's ugly? We got teams that have powerful offenses winning games 13 to 10. They don't care. They're winning. So it, it bothers me. That you run, and Tyvis, I don't know if y'all had this at Michigan. I mean, at Ohio State. We, uh, we, we had this didn't at Michigan. Have it. We, we didn't want anything that y'all had. <laughs> offensively, <laughs> offensively, you had a board of things you had to do to win a football game. Yes. And on that board, number one, run for 150 yards. It wasn't 150, but it was If you run for 150 yards, if you run for 150 yards or more, Right? It means you dominate the line of scrimmage, and it probably means you're going to win. I can't fathom running for 170-plus yards in the NFL and losing. Should never happen. Never! The reality is in this NFL, you pass to win, but for the Browns particular no, roster, no, I think no, you're right. No, 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 no. See, lie. that's the thinking right <laughs> no, that's there. that's true. They got these coaches. <laughs> that's that is, that's a fact No, for right this there. team, they should be running. <laughs> You win with the talent you have. Yes, you win agreed. how you can win football games. It doesn't matter how how good it looks. It doesn't matter if you don't pass the ball. If the Browns are 4-0 and have 12 yards passing per game, is anybody going to care? Nope. Win no. the game. Agreed. I don't want to hear about passing wins games. Does. We ain't trying, right now, we're trying to put as many W's in our pocket as we can until we get to where we are whole. Yeah. Both offensively and defensively. So it may look ugly. Yes. Swallow your pride. Swallow your ego. Just go out there and win games. I like this. Tyvis is fired up. Right, I like I like no, it's, it's By the way, Nick Chubb on pace for 1,985 yards. It's ridiculous what's going on. It's ridiculous to have a running back that <laughs> averaged 5.7 yards a carry and the backup averaged 4.3, and you ain't ramming it down everybody's throat. Agreed. Did you watch Green Bay on Sunday with their uh, back duo? They had 39 touches. Now, Green Bay is a passing team. 
with Aaron Rodgers. But suddenly the wide receivers are gone. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. And what do they do? They reinvent themselves. They run their pony package. They've got both guys on the field a lot together. They combine for 40 touches and they win a, a hard fought game in overtime. Let me. So, so how about this? You just mentioned Green Bay. They had to find another way to win because they weren't getting the production out of their wide receivers. Right. Okay? I get that. What is the identity of the Cleveland Browns? They're a run team. Ride or die with it. Ride or die with it. If I'm going down, I'm going down running the ball 40 carries for 80 yards. You got me. But until somebody proves they could do that, then guess what? That's what football is. That's what sports is. Sports is being great at something and daring your opponent to beat you at it. Mm. It's not tricking the other team. Mm. Who are we trying to trick? You don't need to trick nobody. You got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. It's all fair. You, you, so, know, what, you know what, Leroy? I, it I, sucks. I, it sucks that you can't even lose a damn game with your best foot forward you know you know to me I always I, I give this example it's almost like you ever see somebody trying to coach like uh, you know youth right basketball or something right and so you they get a kid that's like tall but he's a little lanky and uh, but he can shoot he can dribble too you know the, the coach will say now the coach work at the local uh, the local Dollar Tree he ain't really ever played no basketball He'll get he'll take the ball out of the, t- the tall kid's hands. Give it to little Timmy over here. Now, unbeknownst to him, the tall kid was Kevin Durant and the other tall kid was LeBron James. Now he done told them go down there and post up because that's how you you got to learn how to be tough in the paint. No, bro. Give the ball to the tall kid and run pick and roll every play. And guess what hey, they do? They run pick yeah, and roll you know every play and you can't stop them. But you know what I'm thinking about? You ever see the movie Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell? <laughs> he tell all the kids, get a ball to the Italians and get out the way. <laughs> get a ball to the Italians. <laughs> That's what he say. Where the Cleveland Browns Italians is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> right? Like, right. It's not, guys, it ain't guys hard. It every ain't hard. year. Every year we've walked into a locker room, the coach and the organization say, leave your ego at the door. This is a team thing. We're going to do what we got to do to win. Hey. <laughs> That's the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. So here's the deal. That's your way of telling him to settle down, so, boy. You're my no, no, no. Here's the deal. When I do my radio show, yeah, right. She comes in and she knows everybody. Yeah, right. She doesn't know that it's not my radio show. Ah, okay. So that's why she came in. Uh, well, but, now she knows. Now she knows. Hey. Yeah. So, so here, here's here's the deal, man. Like they tell us when we go the first day, Tavis, 
What's the first thing they tell you in college? Hey, everybody's good. Leave your ego at the door. It's about the team. Mm-hmm. Yes. You do whatever you have to do for the team. Leave your ego at the door. It ain't about you. That's rule number one. Rule number one. <laughs> Why don't these coaches get that? Just because you're an offensive guru don't mean you got to score 50 points if you don't win. Stop it. It's all fair. So hey. what? Your elaborate offense ain't working. The only thing that's working is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Let's do it. Swallow it. That's well, all you got. Swallow it. It's a, it's a fair point because if you think about, right, like the opposite here, right? The Bills have a great quarterback. They don't have much of a running game. So they're, they're not in a big spot late in the game. They're not handing the ball to Devin Singletary. No. no. They're throwing the ball because they got a great quarterback. Same thing with the Chiefs. Win the Browns are the, the opposite game. right now. Let me ask you, Leroy. Let me ask you this question because I was I was sitting around and I was thinking about it last night. If Deshaun Watson was playing quarterback, would they have still would they have won or lost this game? Do you think he would have made a difference on Sunday? <sighs> I thought about that. Here's here's where he that. makes a difference, okay? Because defenses will be less inclined to give a look that dares Deshaun Watson to throw the football. You see what I mean? Yeah. What the they're doing is, with Watson, I think. is is they're bringing they're bringing people up to kind of make the numbers look like the Browns have to throw the football. Right? And we're they taking won't the bait. They won't do that. They won't do that with with um Watson. They won't if they gonna come up to stop the run, it's gonna be fully committed to it. But they just giving looks. You know, they keeping guys around the line of scrimmage and then dropping out a lot. A lot of teams are doing that with Jacoby Brissett. Now, the kicker is when you do that, you still in chase mode and, and Amari Cooper's getting wide open. You see what I mean? Because they chasing him around and he he's an excellent route runner. But I, I don't know, Leroy. I, from a defensive standpoint, I think even if D Watt was there, they still would have lost because oh, the, the, the def, no, the defense was just not physical. And if, if but, but they, they control the whole I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the offensive shootouts. I'm gonna give you the offensive perspective on this. And this is why I'm so just discouraged about what's going on. You, you should if, see how I feel defensively. If 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 I give Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt three more carries each, mm. they win. What does that do to the clock? They yep. win. They win the game probably. So yep. if if I if I if I take points when points are available, and then I get the ball back and go Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. What does that do to the football game? See, see, when I say playing to your strengths, the decisions that you make throughout the game will lead me to believe whether you are playing to your strengths or not. Because usually a team that runs the football and controls the clock take all points. Yep. And you let it play out at the end. So... I don't understand. We just saw come on, we just saw it just now with with Baltimore. What if you ever see a coach pass on the lead? <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's you know the what? NFL today. I don't Everybody want a three seven. point lead. 
I want a seven-point lead, and you end up with a no-point lead. And a loss. Right. So when, when you have important pieces on your team out, you have to go more reserved. You have to stick to what you're good at and, and what you're great at, and you want that portion of your team to lead you to victory. I mean, the most disheartening thing about all this is you took the ball out of the hands of the two guys who can make the most impact on any game that you play. 100% true. If, if I'm going down, if I'm going down, I don't care if it's a fumble. I don't care if it's third and one and we don't get it. If I'm going down, I want to hear these words. They stopped us because they stopped the run. If you ain't saying that on a Monday, I don't care what you got to say. I don't. Leroy, it's it's almost equivalent to picture a, a big baseball game. It's the ninth inning. Go game seven of the World Series. You've got your closer on the mound, and he's a fastball guy. Why are you going to throw a slider? Why, when right. the game is in the balance, is right. the pitcher going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trick you. I don't have enough confidence in my fastball, hey. which is one of the greatest of all time. But Chapman decides, I'm going to throw a slider. Cubs fans are almost left to with that taste in their mouth forever. Go with your best you, pitch in the biggest spot. You know how I played so long in the NFL? How? Not because I was fast. Not was because smart. I had I had all this ability that was great in everybody. I played so long in the NFL for one reason. Because I would get the football, and the guy coming to tackle me, he was coming and bringing everything he had, and I was like, now what? Now what? Just because you hear it on me, you're going to tackle me. <laughs> and so I spent a whole career not caring if I could run away from anybody and looking in the eyes of people that look confused because they didn't know how they were going to get their arms around my fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, but, but that's okay because I understood who I was. You played to your strength. Right. I think what Leroy's saying is I've missed my calling as a running back. <laughs> You'd be dominant. I mean, case. I got a big fat ass for you, Leroy. <laughs> now, Leroy, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's maddening. And here's the other thing. Other defenses hate it when they look out on the field and see Chubb and Hunt out there together. Yes. So we wait, just wait. So we don't do that. Hey, you know, you know what, what Atlanta did in that fourth quarter running the football. You know who were the maddest people on the on the field? Chubb and Hunt. Yes, because <laughs> they looking at they looking down the sideline, going, "Why the hell we ain't doing this?" And, and I nobody, know Big Chubb ain't gonna say. And that. nobody ever Big heard Chubb of the Atlanta Green guys. Hunt. They ain't gonna say nothing. No, but you can you can feel they'll it. Ne- they'll never. Do if that. the fans are feeling it, they're feeling it. And by the way, uh, Leroy, they did it with the second and third string running back. One of the guys was on the practice squad until Wednesday of last week. Mm. Right. Uh, you, you, I, you know, I, like, I would just like here. I would like to ask, and 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 I always because you know the one thing I'll say when Bill Belichick was a coach. If I ever had a question about what we were doing, 
as long as I went about it the right way, he would explain what everybody was thinking. And I appreciated that. Because even if I didn't agree with it, I get an idea of what the coaching staff is thinking in those moments, right? And then I could say, hey, man, we that's not who we are. I get it. Um, and I would like to know offensively and defensively just what they were thinking, you know, during those moments. You see what I'm saying? Because without your pass rush, as Ty has pointed out, you shouldn't have been in cover three. You should have been in two. Right? You, you just shouldn't have been in cover three because that's all predicated on getting to the quarterback so he don't have time to hit that, that cover three killer, that deep over. But if you don't have a pass rush, then all that stuff comes open. It puts a whole lot of pressure on your safety because when the safety see, here's what happens. When the safety see the linebacker not getting under that crossing route, then he go chase the crossing route, and then that guy hits the post over top. <clears throat> so, yeah, I would just like to know, hey, what, what were you guys thinking here? Where, you know, where, where were we here? Because you do have a lot of missing pieces, and they're not just average pieces. You're talking about pieces that make make a difference in a football game as far as Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. You take them out of the equation and let Marcus Mariota pat the ball for five plus seconds in the in the, the offensive backfield. What you think is gonna happen? Leroy, let me drill down on that, what you just said. And I wanna ask you a question. Do you think um Joe Woods and Kevin Stefanski are cognizant of the things you're saying? Or is it they are aware of it, but they don't acknowledge it and pivot? Which is it? Are they oblivious to it? Do they know that they should be making these sort of adjustments? Here, they all, all these coaches have plans in certain situations. Mm -hmm. You know, and the cool thing about it, Top, is to tell you, you play enough football in the same system, you know what's coming. Mm -hmm. You don't have to... You don't have to, ooh, look to the sideline because you can take the down, the distance, and the situation, and you know what defense, what offensive play you're going to run. Facts. So everybody's on the same page. The only way you can screw that up is do something different. Try to trick them. Because you're not only tricking them, you're tricking us. So I do believe that they have a plan. But here's where plans go to hell. Plans go to hell when something else is working and you don't have the cojones to stick with that. You still go to your plan because you think you're a superior coach. And I'll give you a perfect example. You can say what you want about Bill Belichick, right? But in them last two games, Bill Belichick would have ran it 50 times. And if you don't believe me, go mm -hmm. see what he did. Was it last year against Buffalo? Against Buffalo. Did not pass. It was windy. Four passes. Three, three passes. Three passes. Two or three, yeah. No, two or three. 50 mile an hour wind. Yeah, it was a weird. By I the mean, way. With Jay, that's my point. You got to win the, the situation. Game. Yeah. Right. Adapt to the situation. By right. the way. So when they get to 150 yards, I'm mm -hmm. thinking, this is over. Right. Because they're going to kill him. 
And then I see Jacoby Seth dropping back for a damn pass. I'm like, what? What are we doing? You ain't fooling nobody. So I do think they have a game plan. I do think that sometimes it takes, see, because when you go through preparation, these coaches go through a lot more preparation than we do, getting game plans for this. And most coaches are reluctant to just change after a series or something like that. I get all that. But you also have to be aware of what it's going to take to win the game. And I think at that moment, as things were going, you have to continue to run the football. You have to get all points possible. And you play that game. You stretch that game out because guess what? Let's be clear. Do you care if Marcus Mariota got the ball with four minutes left and they got a score or touchdown? No. Okay. 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 It's not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. So play to your strengths. And sometimes those strengths change from week to week. You got to be able to look, it's fluent. You got to be able to keep it moving. You know, and 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 Tigers will tell you, football is exciting when the coaches are making those adjustments and the players are on the same page when you say, Oh, we need to do this. I'm working on it. We're gonna get them next time. Yes. Football is so much fun when that happens. But when it don't, you got some stink eyes coming in on that sideline. Like, hey, what are we doing there? What was crazy was Atlanta made the pivot from pass to run once Patterson was hurt. Like, you would think that if a team was ever going to be hesitant to make that pivot, it would have been the Falcons in that situation. We just lost our run horse. We're going to have to stick with the pass. But, no, they they, they look to run a lot to begin with, but they went even more heavy than normal. But when your horse is out, you're dominating the line of scrimmage, though. You might pivot to the run or the pass, but they didn't do that. By the way, some news from the Browns. Like, who who we we know Kevin Stefanski is so obsessed with using three tight ends, and he's been using an offensive lineman as a third tight end. Well, at least they won't have to do that anymore because they're signing Farrell Brown who was on the Browns, I think, in 2019. If oh, he's, from Cle- he's from Cleveland. He went to yeah. Rush. Yeah. Uh, so he's uh, expected to sign with the Browns. He's, he's there today. Hey, he's you can put seven tight ends in the game. Ends. If you ain't going to throw, if you ain't going to run it, who cares? Man, yeah. he, 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 we're, we're tight end drunk. Tight, tight end, <laughs> tight end reverses. I hate the three tight ends. Let's I do, run. too. We have, we have a one-two uh, running back combination, too. <laughs> Leroy Horde comes at you, and then – you know, all of a sudden we pivot and we pitch the ball to Robert Smith. Robert, uh, obviously the Browns didn't play to their strength. The Falcons pivoted in the fourth quarter and the Browns couldn't stop it. What, what's your thumbnail assessment of what the hell's going on over there right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I agree with Leroy. You know, you, you do kind of have to change, you know, to the, to the circumstances at hand, you know, like you said, like, uh, Mike Tyson used to say, Elroy, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. Well, I just, I, mean, I love that... coming on these segments. I love coming on these segments and uh, and hearing Leroy talk. And then I hear somebody in the background like, but, but, hey, hey, but. And then Leroy just... <laughs> He'd be like, he chalked yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, you, but, but. You just stop. You just say, forget it. Forget it. That's the way you forget it. Just go ahead. Listen, get the money off, dog. For, 
five years, Leroy, Robert Tobin Leroy, Hort, up every Leroy, day. Elroy, you are you are the Floyd May- Mayweather, Rocky Marciano of talking, unbeaten, <laughs> untied. He's so you know, good with like, it too. No, no point even stepping in the damn ring. <laughs> hey, hey, what? Hey, this is no lie. Once a day, Robert, we sat right next to each other. Once a day, Robert would look over and say, "Shh, Leroy, shh." <laughs> I said, "Man, we've been doing this for three years. We know what's up." <laughs> Leroy, shh. To give you all a little context, we did that hang on Sunday. Leroy joined us in the second quarter and it went from a hang to the Leroy Horde show. It hey. basically what happened. He oh, man. Hey, it was cold too. I, was, I found myself in the in the chat eating wings. You know what's yeah. I had wing juice all over my face. I didn't even, Leroy, hey, Leroy so like, talk, I just put good. myself on mute and I just watched the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I sure wish I had got my wings. Oh, you didn't get they no said wings? Not, they said Leroy got left out. Leroy, I'm with you, They man. gave us yep. a ton of food too. How was the hang experience? It was the Leroy It was show. cool. It was cool. It was cool. There were a couple of guys I hadn't seen in a while. You know, I hadn't seen John, Abraham, and, and I played with Dre. So right. you did. that was cool to catch up with him. John John Abraham John Abraham was in there talking all kind of he he had all the smoke on. I said, I like this. Yeah. This guy this guy looked like he, he must have lost a lot today. of weight because he didn't look like a defensive lineman anymore. Oh no, he's definitely um he's definitely a scat back now. Yeah. He, he, he was he, all, he was only about <laughs> what's the when point he of played, he was only like when two, you retired. Four, yeah, exactly. 242 Hey, Tyus is right, man. You need to keep all that weight. Yeah, you, it's let bad you, for your, your knees and stuff. A little bit. Yeah. Robert, what's what's weird though, and you know this because you've stayed around the business long enough. I remember at ESPN, it was the small guys that got big and the big guys that yeah. got small. And I, you guys are you guys are still look like you did when you played. Uh, but I, I remember you'd see some linemen come rolling in there. Stink. I remember Stink was like running marathons and like 210 pounds, yeah. Mark Schlereth. And, you know, he was a hog when he played. A lot of those big guys trimmed down after they're done. But y'all need to have, y'all running backs need to have an intervention with me, Reese Jones Drew. He got the Husky pants. He, he got the 40. Got you got to make fun of the fact. He guy. got the 46. Uh, Hey, you knew, you know he got tendencies. He always had the wide hips. Uh, when he played, hey. we was like, ooh. Hey, hey, believe it or not, everybody thought I was going to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you was a candidate, Leroy. Everybody thought, yeah, when Leroy's done, Louisiana guy, you know he knows how to eat. Mm-hmm. We all know he yeah. knows how to talk. But, uh, Leroy can cook, too. Leroy, Leroy can can. Kill that damn grill. So I've heard he's yeah, great he's, on it, and I'm trying yeah, to come down done, there. He's, done, he's that. done well to keep the weight off. I got plane ticket money, Leroy. Don't play with me, dog. I, I just hey, listen. I can on. get there. No, I, I get there. Come I just on. want to pull up. There's more of us hey, up just here. Let, just Let's let get everybody know. here for a tailgate party. I can't. The Browns uh, play the Dolphins. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's that sounds like a great idea. Right. Leroy, thanks for bringing the smoke today. We'll see you next week, man. Always great All right. stuff. All right. See you, Leroy. Always Later. strong. All right, Elroy. All righty. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.